You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, John Clark. John Clark. Uncle John. Well, we just finished up a fantastic segment with Eli Copenhaver and Tori Schrantz of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Eli is just an incredible individual. I've worked with him. I had worked with him for for, uh, years here at... uh, at Real Presence Radio, and we're just honored to have had him on to share his story and talk about his uh, car show coming up, which benefits Make-A-Wish North Dakota. Again, that's Sunday, July 18th. The location is the Blue Cross Blue Shield parking lot at 4510 13th Avenue South in Fargo. So literally right on that corner of 45th and 13th in Fargo. It starts at, registration starts at 9, and the show runs from 10 to 2. Free admission. Uh, You can bring any car you have. And uh, it's just really, again, for, for a great cause. You can learn more at makeawishcarshow.com. That's makeawishcarshow.com. Just an incredible story there, John. Indeed. It's, it's fascinating how his um, desire to give back and to benefit Make-A-Wish actually touches so many people. There was, Tori was talking during the break that there was a young uh, uh, wish child yeah. That's interested in cars. So mm-hmm. she's going to try to bring him to the car show. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, to me, that's really special. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, again, that website, makeawishcarshow.com. Thanks again to Eli for being on with us and, uh, and sharing that, that incredible story. All right. We're going to switch gears here a little bit and um, talk about something that, that we all have, and, and that's wounds. And... Um, you know, many of us struggle with things throughout our lives and, uh, and, and develop wounds. And, um, you know, they can be tough to work through. They can be a struggle and they can plague us for quite a long time to the point of where, you know, we can even wonder if, if there's any way to find freedom from, from these wounds, freedom from what seems like the, the chains of, of, of slavery that they're just holding us back. And it's something that is, it, it's something that's, experienced as i was mentioning by by all of us and um it's a, it's a tough situation and we have a guest on with us this morning now who who'll talk more about just this reality of the struggles we face but then he'll also provide a message of of hope because there is freedom and there is healing especially through some some special ministries, which we'll talk about. So we have Deacon Mike McEwen, who's Director of Development and Healing Ministry and Adult Faith Formation uh, with the Diocese of New Ulm, joining us now. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning, guys. Good to be on today. Yeah, so talk a little bit about uh, what I was just mentioning, you know, wounds. Uh, we, we all have them. They can seem like they're they're just holding us, you know, they, they just have us in a chokehold sometimes, and it's really difficult to uh, to live with some of those. Absolutely. You know, when you look at uh, our woundedness, and a lot of times we just feel like, well, that's it's something that we can take to confession, and we can. There's There's more healing in the sacrament of reconciliation than anywhere else. So that sacramental grace is always there for us, but at the same time, we're not disposed to receive the grace at, at times because we're, we don't believe that we're forgivable. We don't believe that uh, we've actually forgiven another person, for instance. 
So the wounds that we experience, they affect our relationship with God because we feel far away from Him or that He can't love us. They affect our relationship with other people because it just causes problems in relationships. And it even affects how we view ourselves, our relationship with ourselves. We don't believe that God really wants to bless me and give me this freedom because here I am stuck in this uh, spirit of anger or uh, anxiety or whatever that just doesn't seem to go away. So deliverance prayer offers a different perspective. So all these things have a psychological component. You know, you can go to counseling for these things. But there's also a spiritual component. What is holding a particular person back? And so what we do as a, as in a ministry is help people to identify those obstacles, surrender themselves to Jesus, and open themselves up to the healing power of Jesus. Deacon, was there something that led you to this ministry? Was there, um, you know, how, how did you, um, this is based on Unbound Prayer, uh, Neil was Lozano's program, yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about, you know, what led you to to begin this ministry. Well, I have to say it's a a ministry I didn't always understand. Deliverance ministry, you know, I wasn't really sure of. I had my suspicions about it. Um, But I remember one time a spiritual director told me, you should read this uh, book, Unbound. I think, you know, it's something that you would really be interested in. And at the time, I was studying to be a deacon, so I thought, yeah, I'll read that someday, put it on my shelf. And a couple years later, I'm I'm standing in front of my bookshelf, which I do, and I said, Lord, lead me to the book that you want for me right now. And that book caught my eye. So I read Unbound by Neil Lozano. And as I went through it, I thought, this just strikes a chord with me. I, I really feel like I'm called to this. And uh, so I, I went to uh, training for Unbound Ministry out in Seattle. I just asked my wife, I said, it's a slow time right now. Do you mind if I go out there? And as I went through this, I was there for other people. I wanted to learn to help other people with this model. And they said, you know, if you're going to go through it, you should actually, or if you're going to help people, you should go through it yourself. And so that's what I did. I, I sat through an Unbound session. And there were, uh, you know, it was was training. It was for other people to uh, observe. Normally, that's not how it's done. But, you know, in this case, we were all training. And I didn't realize the burdens that I carried, the woundedness that I had. And it was just like such a tremendous and freeing and joyful experience that I thought, I just want to share this with people. Yeah, that's really important to recognize that we ourselves have our own wounds and you know in a way deacon um we can't give what we don't have and so it's it's almost important that we we begin that healing process and and that deliverance process for ourselves first correct Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know when we when we come to grips with our own woundedness and we see how that affects things uh, it gives us spiritual clarity um, when, especially as, as team members, when we pray with other people, um, it's a requirement that we go through it ourselves. Because once you understand how this affects me, then you can, you can see how it affects other people and have a lot more clarity in what you're doing. 
And, and the other thing I think here is, you know, you talk about the, the things that we, we struggle with, right? And so um, if, if one is struggling with, let's just say, sexual sin, um, and, and they've been able to find healing from, from those wounds and, and those sins, it, it really becomes a, a story, right? A ministry of God's love and God's healing that you can use with others to, to help others and, and relate with them. Um, have you seen that in your own ministry in, in how your wounds and the things you struggle with actually, and, and finding healing from them actually provide an avenue to, to say, I, I know there's a struggle. I've been there, but there is healing because I've also been there as well. Yeah, especially in the areas of forgiveness. Um, you know, so many people have, you know, deep-seated wounds from family members, from people that they've worked with, um, just hurtful things. And, you know, I'm one of those that has a, a hard time releasing those. You know, I, I'm one of those that struggles with bitterness and resentment. And so identifying that, uh, those areas in my own life, when I went through my prayer it helps me to lead other people to that same forgiveness and to help them to see that forgiveness doesn't mean that what they did is okay. Forgiveness doesn't mean that um, that you can never, ever remember this again or that you, you just have to feel good about it. Forgiveness just means releasing it into the hands of Jesus and allowing Him to handle it however He wants to handle it. It's a burden that He doesn't want us to carry. So, and it's and, it's not a one time thing either, is it, Deacon? I mean, it's when you forgive someone, like you said, you you'll. It doesn't mean you won't recall that again, which may require forgiving still yet again. Yeah, when when Jesus said we need to forgive seventy times seven, I mean, many of us have that experience that we've we've forgiven that many times, you know, for the same offense because it was uh, it was traumatic enough, it was hurtful enough to us. But you know, if you know, it doesn't take away, you know, the fact that, okay, now I've forgiven, I never have to worry about this again. You know, but it gives us the tools to say, okay, I know how this works, I know how to surrender, and I need to do that again and go through the process. And, you know, once you go through a prayer session on your own, or, you know, for your own uh, benefit, when you're when you're by yourself, you can always do some of these same things of going through that process forgiveness and relief it's quite an awakening in a sense so you um you mentioned the ministry and and there's there's a team involved in in each of this i I believe yeah we have four prayer teams in our diocese and typically a team is consists of two people and we meet with uh individuals so when somebody comes for a prayer session uh they meet with a, a prayer team of two trained people and uh they just first part of it is just telling their story and, you know, that where they feel their obstacles are. And then the, we are trained to kind of uh, look underneath the surface. What's feeding into this? Where did it start? Where were doors open to the situation where you find yourself in right now? And then leading them through the process of uh, surrendering that to Jesus and finding healing. 
If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Deacon Mike McEwen. He's the Director of Development, Healing, Ministry, and Adult Faith Formation in the Diocese of New Ulm. We're talking about healing ministry and, and deliverance ministry uh, called Unbound. It's a, the Unbound model of prayer. And we're going to continue this discussion on the other side of the break, diving a little deeper into you know, what the five keys to freedom that, that come from Neil Lozano's Unbound, uh, including taking authority and the importance of authority, especially as husbands and fathers of our family. And, um, you know, even continue to talk a little bit about the Father's blessing. So keep it right here for Real Presence Live. We'll be right back with much more with Deacon Mike McEwen when Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it on Monday at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference will help you learn how to take faith principles and integrate them into the workplace. This year's featured speaker is Super Bowl champion and former Minnesota Viking, Matt Burke. Join us on Thursday, August 19th at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times, us as, as Catholics, we... We struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very, uh, that we all know, right, that we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when you get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this, this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the church, we see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how he sanctifies their own lives. And they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life, like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is he a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with him that we have with the Father and the Son. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Just a quick reminder, if you've missed any of today's show, you can find the podcasts for today's interviews at realpresenceradio.com. So be sure to check those out. Uh, we were talking before the break and talking now with Deacon Mike McEwen, the Director of Development, Healing, Ministry, uh, and Adult Faith Formation uh, in the Diocese of New Ulm. And Deacon, um, tell us a little bit, or tell us about, rather, the five steps, the five keys to freedom. What are they? And, and tell us a little bit about each of those, please. Okay, the, the five keys were uh, kind of developed by Neil Lozano. 
Um, so this is a the unbound model, and it's just one model of deliverance. There's, there are other models out there. But what I like about the five keys is they're basically the process of, of you know, receiving the gospel. So the very first key is repentance and faith. So in this step, it, it's similar to confession, only obviously the, the sacramental nature isn't there. But just saying, Lord Jesus, you know, please forgive me for these sins that uh, that I've talked about here that are weighing on my heart. You know, I, I'm sorry, and yeah, I release them to you. Um, and just going through anything they have identified in this process of the, the interview that, you know, that we have an interview with them before this, and just going through and, and asking forgiveness for those things, and then finally surrendering all of that, surrendering it to Jesus, uh, like I said, it's a burden he doesn't want us to carry. A lot of times we're trying to fix all this by ourselves, and he wants to fix it. So it's giving him the freedom to do that, and then declaring our faith, you know, that, that you are the Savior. I am not. You are uh, You're the answer to my problems, not me. And moving on, then, you know, God forgives us unconditionally. So the second step is forgiving other people, and God expects that from us. We can't hold back and say, well, you know, what they did was too serious. So there, this can be a very hard thing for people, especially when they've been deeply wounded or repeatedly wounded by an individual. But there is grace in the name of Jesus, and some, some people have never formally forgiven someone before. And they struggle with this. And to say, in the name of Jesus, I forgive, you know, so-and-so for doing this and how that made me feel. And just going through it, and we go through everybody. Everybody that, you know, sometimes we just pause and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anyone. Family members, uh, people you work with, the teachers or bullies at school when you were growing up people that have said hurtful things to you, but just to, to really release and, and give uh, forgiveness for that. And there's kind of a finality when it's done in the name of Jesus, and then you ask Jesus to forgive and bless them as well. So that's, that forgiveness is uh, such a, a deep and important part of this. And then the next step is renunciation. That's the third step. So we renounce anything in our life that doesn't belong there. So the first thing that we look at is lies that we believe about ourselves. You know, people walk around feeling a certain way about themselves without realizing that, you know, the devil is the father of lies. He's the one that's trying to uh, convince you that your real identity isn't true. God doesn't love you like he loves other people. You know, you're never going to be a success. You're a failure. You know, you're a terrible mom. Look at your kids. Your kids are having problems. That's your fault. And all these lies that, that we deal with, I'm never going to get over this problem that I have. And that's how he holds us bound. So we identify the lies. So we, we renounce any lie. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that, that I am a failure. And uh, we take authority over those lies. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. But we also renounce any occult involvement. 
you know, people that have dabbled in occult or New Age spirituality, where they're affected by that. And then what we call spirits. Now, when we renounce spirits, a lot of times people think, well, you mean I got creepy demons running around in me or, or you know, am I possessed? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's not like that at all. How we, how we are affected by spirits, everybody knows what it's like. Somebody says something, it wounds us. And all of a sudden, we're angry, we're resentful. We don't know how to release that. We take it to confession. I thought I forgave him, but I guess I didn't because I still feel this anger and bitterness. It's like a spirit of anger has come over us, a spirit of bitterness, a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of depression. So there's different ways that we are held bound by different things that just come over us, and they become a, a stronghold in our life that we never seem to get beyond. So those are, we renounce any spirit that a person has identified in their life. If you the next just, step, and Brian, go ahead. I was just going to let people know, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Deacon Mike McEwen of the Diocese of New Ulm. He's talking about uh, healing ministry and deliverance prayer, and specifically the unbound model of prayer and the the five keys to freedom that were developed by, by Neil Lozano. And he's talked so far about repentance and faith, forgiveness and re- renunciation. Uh, there are a couple extra steps here uh, that uh, we want to go through. So, so go ahead, Deacon. Okay, the next step is taking authority. And people don't realize that by virtue of our baptism, we have authority over ourselves, over those, you know, our family members. So we lead the person through the process of taking up that authority that they've been given in their baptism. And to say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the the spirit of depression. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of addiction or the spirit of unworthiness or the spirit of rejection, whatever it is. And I, I take authority over those and I command them to leave and to send them to Jesus to deal with as he will. So each individual spirit or lie that they've identified, we lead them to take authority over that and just kick it out of their life. And this is something that fathers have the authority to do with their children. Um, not, not necessarily that we have to, you know, make a big production out of it, but in our families, in our, uh, our own homes, we can say, in the name of Jesus, any spirit of division that is happening in my house, I command you to leave. We do it with ourselves in unbound prayer. In the name of Jesus, all these spirits that are affecting me, these lies that are affecting me, I command them to leave in Jesus' name. And then finally, what we call the Father's blessing. And that's where uh, a prayer is prayed to speak words of affirmation and uh, identity. So bringing people back to the heart of the Father, that they are a beloved son and daughter of God. That's who we are at the core of our being. And to realize that that defines who we are, not our sins, not our weaknesses, not our bondages. Our identity as a beloved son or daughter of God is who we are as a Christian, and reconnecting us with that love of the Father and being a son or a daughter of of God. In the name of Jesus, that every time you said that, Deacon, my heart raced. <clears throat> it, that's such a powerful, powerful um, words that we can we can invoke time and time again. And and um, and you've you've witnessed that, and you've seen it, and and you follow that belief. 
is you mentioned um, something about the process. Is this is an ongoing ministry, correct? So if I were to to go through this ministry, I'm I'm is, or do you continue to meet um, often? Is it something that you come to the end of a a session or or the process and then you you take it upon yourself to continue? Yeah, so what we do is we point people back to the sacramental life. You know, we're always there. Like, sometimes people come back again. Uh, I'd say probably 80% of the people that come just come for one session. Um, other people will come back two times, maybe three, until, you know, they, they feel they've found freedom. Or maybe if they hit a real bump in the road a couple of years later, they'll they'll come back. But we like to refer people back to their parishes, to the sacramental life of the church, to being involved in their parish, and, and, you know, that way building up the church. So our healing that we experience in that freedom is to uh, be a gift to our faith community that we are involved in. But we're always there, like I said, if, if people want to come back for more prayer. Deacon, for those who are listening not in the Diocese of New Ulm, because, uh, you know, the the Real Presence Radio Network covers 10 different dioceses, um, wh- what can mm-hmm. they do? How can they experience uh, healing and uh, and deliverance prayer them, themselves? And, um, you know, maybe if, if their father's listening, take up that authority in their homes. Are there any, like, specific prayers or anything that they can do specifically? Well... Um, there are a lot of prayers out there, and probably too numerous to m- mention because right now spiritual warfare is getting to be a bigger topic in Catholic circles. Um, and I guess as far as our own diocese, um, uh, or what I would recommend people to do is if they feel a need, just to call their diocese and say, hey, I- I'm kind of interested in receiving some type of healing or deliverance prayer. Is there someone you can refer me to? And a lot of times the diocese, uh, the chancery might know a priest or individuals in the in the diocese that are familiar with that and can lead you through it. They can always call. We pray with people outside of our diocese as long as they come to our diocese. And um, so we will lead people through prayer that way, and our only requirements are that they are uh, going to some church that they are Christian, and um, just that they're that they're open to this, and that they're not just going to go off on their own after that, because it's really important to to be a part of a, a church community. Deacon, we are out of time, but thanks so much for being with us. Um, just really quick, if people want to learn more, where can they go? Uh, Diocese of New Orleans, dnu.org. Uh, go to offices and click on healing ministry and you will see some things that we cover and also some testimonials of people that have experienced tremendous freedom through this prayer. dnu.org healing office. Sounds great. Thanks so much. We are heading to a break, but on the other side, we just celebrated a big feast in the church. Bishop Fulda from the Diocese of Fargo tells us more about that, plus an exciting giveaway. Stay with us as real... 